Hey everybody and welcome to our Big Brother 18 Week 5 Recap Show with Mitch! Oh my god, this is so great. Mitch from where? ASAP Science and Big Brother Canada 4, of course. If you guys are watching this back in YouTube, you can click on these buttons, thumbs up and subscribe, that really helps support our shows. iTunes, 5 star rating, and a nice review is awesome too. You can see all of our spoiler content at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb18spoilers, or if you don't want spoilers slash bb18, 24-7 live feed updates on Twitter at bb18feedupdates, and probably Probably the best thing you can do to help support our shows is become a patron here at recaps.com slash patron. Uh, weekly shows, weekly prize giveaways, uh, your questions as to reality stars, and so much more. Yes, you can also get the feeds from us, you know where, slash feeds. Okay, so let's get to the man that you all want to hear from. Our favorite, it's Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, what is going on over there in the Canada? Oh, the Canada is surprisingly, at least the part of Canada I'm from, is currently 45 degrees Celsius, which I don't know what that is in your Fahrenheit magical numbers, but it's really, really hot. Um, I don't know what it's like. You're in New York, right? So like, what's the temp there? It is like 95 <laughs> degrees. I read something science-y, and they said, we're not having a heat wave. We're in a heat dome. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know what a heat dome is. I was hoping you could tell me. I don't know either. I'm sorry, and I'm ashamed that I don't know what that is. I just did a quick search, though, for the temperature that it is here in Fahrenheit, and it is 113 degrees here today. What? What's with that, right? Like, what gives? <laughs> I have a theory. It's all of the Pokemon people out and about <laughs> causing friction. <laughs> Which, does friction make heat? Yes, absolutely. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> I know science. Okay. This is going to be a great show. Welcome. Yeah. Um, yep. Lots of science to be had. Lots of <laughs> but science. But you're giving it all. <laughs> I want to let everybody know. Uh, spread the word. Let everybody know that we are live right now with Mitch. And uh, become a fan so you don't miss any of our future and upcoming shows here's what i want to do with uh mitch because technically this is a weekly recap show we're going to go through the week kind of super fast then chat room uh i'm going to take your questions and i think we all basically want to know what mitch thinks of this season in general uh and the cast so let's just try and get through uh, this week as quickly as possible with hoh and Polly winning said H-O-H. Mitch, how are you feeling about Paulie's second reign as H-O-H this week? Um, I'm not totally sure. Like, I, I love Big Brother as a viewer and then as, like, a fan of the game. And so there's two elements. Like, as a viewer, I love when it's just going back and forth and there's not just one side that's sort of constantly winning. And so I feel like it's been sort of stagnant in the way that it's been predictable as a viewer. But as a player, like, I respect a lot of people's games in there that have been um, just playing their game and doing a job at it and winning competitions and, like, getting things done. And so Polly obviously has done that. He's won two AHAs. I don't love him as a character right now or even as, like, the best player, but he's obviously put himself in a good position, especially compared to 
Tiffany, um, the other sibling. And so I wasn't overly thrilled that he won, but he's done a decent job. Now, uh, speaking of Tiffany, we kind of saw the fallout from uh, Tiffany discovering that she was only saved this week to stick it to Frank. Do we like Frank, Mitch, or do you like Frank? Um, I don't think I like Frank anymore. I think at the beginning, I didn't have super fond memories of Frank from his first season. He obviously like was a competition beast and did really good in the game. Mm-hmm. But then, and I was like, I don't know if I love him. But then as the show started, I was like, actually, you know what? He seems like a pretty good player. He's really good at comps. He's like doing well at communicating with everyone and like remaining a minimal threat. But now it's come around that he's obviously been unable to keep it in that way. And obviously the stuff that's gone on with Devon and him and just like that sort of like, it's been really interesting to watch like the dynamic of the house and how it mimics like the real world and how it was like, I don't want to get too political here, but it was like the white man didn't understand what he, the white straight man didn't understand what he was doing to the minority who was a female, like by slapping her on the butt and being like, Oh, I didn't realize that was a problem. Um, And so for me, that kind of like really brought my interest in Frank as a person down lower. And also at the same time, his game has kind of slowly fallen apart a little bit, whether he can pick it back up. I'm not sure, but he's not in my good graces right now. But, bitch, I pop my grandma on the ass all the time. My grandma likes it when I <laughs> pop her on the ass. It's in me. She pops yeah. on the ass. I do all the time. It's like, first of all, that's also weird. Why didn't anyone ever tell you that? Like, why didn't grandma go, like, this is, like, crossing some boundary of familial lines that you shouldn't be crossing? Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. That was a weird moment to me, and I'm sure a lot of other viewers who I, I could see the struggle with Avon. And I feel like I even had moments like that in my season on Big Brother Canada where you feel a certain way about how people act or the things people say, but you struggle in real life. You would call them out or you would be like, that's not cool, or you would stop talking to them, not be their friend. But in the show, you really have to figure out where you balance like your, your moral compass and how you fit that into your game at the same time. And that's hard. You have to be able to compromise your morals to win a game or balance that out as you go. And it was... Definitely an interesting moment in the show that not only sort of represents a microcosm of regular society, but the stakes that are are on the table when you're playing a game like Big Brother. It's why I, and we've talked about this a lot um, on our spoiler shows, but I completely agree with what you're saying because there was a lot of people that were like, oh, you know, it's a game, but, uh, you know, we don't understand all the girls. If they had a problem, they should have just said something right in the beginning. Why are they waiting till now to say something? Because you're playing a social game, and you say something, you get nominated. There's any reason for you to get on that block. So it's, you know, I you said it much better than I did, and we've talked it uh, to death. But you know what else I don't think is fair? What do you think about the fact that Tiffany gets compared to all of the negative qualities of Vanessa. The crying, the, you know, ooh, uh, playing people against each other, whereas Paulie only gets compared to the great qualities of Cody. Uh, I, yeah, it's just straight-up sexism, honestly. Like, And I, I don't blame like Cody for being somebody who's going to throw the bad qualities on her. In the game, it's one thing to be a player who tries to enhance the vision that other players have of other players. I think that's one thing, but then as an audience, you have to be able to actually be objective. I mean, we saw Vanessa become one of, like, 
everyone thought Vanessa, oh, she's crying too much. She's not a very good player. She's never going to make it. But she was so in tune emotionally in terms of like how she could use her emotions, whether or not she was fully acknowledging or aware that, you know, she was crying on purpose or not. She used that in a way that made her go far in the game. She made it all the way to the end and people counted her out so many times. And so that people weren't sitting around this season going like, oh, Tiffany's doing the same thing. Like, she's smart. She knows how to use her emotions to play on people. And her emotions can be an asset. She's probably used those in real life to to her own advantage. And so I do think it's like a, a big double standard when we're just saying like, oh, the girl's crying and she's so sad. When like literally last season, her sister was the best player because she had her emotions at that level. Um, right. Whereas Polly, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think this is just like a a mirror of life. Like, of course the man has no criticism. Um, I mean, I'm sure he has criticism, but he definitely has been just like, Oh, the equivalent of Cody in a good way. And, and right. obviously Tiffany has got the front end of like, even by Julie being like, oh, you, you are Vanessa's sister. You obviously cry a lot. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Julie's the devil. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we want Arissa. Can we trade? Um, <laughs> We, oh, believe me, we got some big spoilers at the end of this show that have to do with Julie. Well, I think, I think, as serious as that, as what we've been discussing is, I'm super excited to move over to Shit Smells in this week's Roadkill competition, where they were just so thrilled to talk about the fact that the trailer smelled like somebody went to the bathroom 9,000 times. <laughs> I don't even I don't even really want to talk about it unless there's anything that you have to say about it. Tiffany won. Tiffany yeah. won. And I found it funny as well where they were like every single person had some analogy like, oh, it smells like the chicken wings that I poop out at for the barbecue. I don't know. I was like, what? Maybe one example, but like everyone had some like quirky analogy. And I was like, it's a bit much. I think this is where Big Brother Canada and Big Brother U.S differ immensely i feel like uh big brother canada realizes the intellectual level <laughs> of the people watching the show and i think our big brother is always skewing towards the teen or tween audience like they always want to make the fart joke they always want to like push <laughs> the showmance they, and i'm like i don't get it i don't get it though i do feel like the canadian show is trying to become more like the american one sometimes but I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I feel like even with the Canadian one, they describe the challenges in such detail, even when they're like literally the most simple concept. Like every single person when they get in the room is like, so I have to take this little object and hang it over here. And it's like, OK, we've heard that 10 times. You don't have to explain it again. I'd rather just like have this competition be cut down by 10 minutes and get more like strategy talk and interaction show. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, not only that, so they'll focus on that, like, immensely, what you're saying, but then they will cut to a scene where Vanessa, or where Tiffany will be like, blah, 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 I'm not Vanessa, and they'll just expect the casual viewer, whose first season this may not be, to know who Vanessa is. True, true. It's like they take very big leaps from, like, right. you don't know anything to, like, you better have watched last season and all these other seasons. I know. That was, uh, Miss Cleo brought that point up to me on our last show, and I was like, yes, that's a, that is a good point. I never realized <laughs> that. You know what else I find interesting? Uh, and I... Were you guys allowed to have sharp objects on your big brother? Because, you know, our big brother, you can't have real knives or scissors or any of that stuff. 
Did you guys uh, have actual utensils? As far as I remember, yeah. We had, like, real scissors and real knives. I mean, what do they use for knives there? Plastic knives? Plastic. Everything. Actually, a- actually, because on season two, that guy held the knife to the girl's throat. Oh, the wow. actual real knife. So then I guess I did. I had heard that before, but I never really... Because I, I don't watch the feeds as much for the States because it's actually just a lot more complicated for me to watch them. Right, um, so I feel like I've never really, <laughs> really seen... Like, their utensils are focused on that and never thought of how nope. absurd that is. <laughs> well, I'm not asking you for a random reason, Mitch. I would like <laughs> to know what your thoughts are on the fact that we're not allowed to have knives, we're not allowed to have scissors, but what we are allowed to have is big metal barbecue skewers, which, and I know you can't see, but I, uh, Nicole has taken the big metal barbecue skewer and she has shoved it into the giraffe's neck the stuffed uh the stuffed giraffe so now she basically has a cute cuddly stuffed animal that if you pull its neck down you get a sharp metal barbecue skewer that she can just murder <laughs> she can just murder anybody in the house is what i'm saying Mitch. and i don't think it's oh, fair i mean yeah. That's that's very unfair to all the other utensils who want to be used in that way. Um, yeah, no, that's kind of weird. It's like if you're gonna, it goes back to like sometimes I treat the audience as stupid, and sometimes I expect them to know things. Sometimes they think that the house guests are gonna stab each other, and so they take everything away, but then they don't take everything away. So I don't know. The producers of all these shows, sometimes you gotta wonder. <laughs> speaking on behalf of myself, because I would like to say, speaking on behalf of stupid and giraffes, uh, Nicole seems to be taking a super great liking to this uh, giraffe this season. I think it's probably because only inanimate objects want to be around her. But Mitch, what are your <laughs> thoughts on Nicole? Um, I think I was pretty neutral on her at first, but I really dislike how upset she was by like Corey being on the block and I don't know she's able to like uh, give it but not take it um I don't know I thought she was kind of above that and this is like she uh, her, she's been on the show before she knows what it's like to go through these emotions and it you should be able to be there and have fun and yeah it is stressful yeah especially if your friend's on the block or someone you care about's on the block but that just kind of like knocked her down a few pegs from you and it was like really you're gonna like cry about this when you literally have been knocking people out of this game left and right and like no feelings for them um yeah i don't know i think she's like an average game player i don't think she's bad but uh i don't think she's great well i'm glad you brought it up so like mitch said we had the pov which was an ice cream uh scooping challenge uh we saw lots of cartwheels from paul we saw Devon being upset that she didn't like the order in which she was going to be picked in. We saw uh, Corey win and his best friend Nicole lose her mind because he won. I was showing pictures. Um, okay. so, so Mitch can't see. Shh. Uh, so, okay. I have so many questions about this. Let's start here, Mitch. I don't think it's a secret that you um, are of the gay persuasion. (laughs) What? After you insulted me on my last show and told me that I'm a loser for being married. So I think everyone knows. Now, Mitch, what do you think of the use of the hashtag NotGayCorey to describe things about Corey? 
Um, yeah, no, I think it's pretty, like, prehistoric. How do I say this? Like, I, why, why is being gay the punchline still in 2016? And, like, I'm pretty sure that was a punchline in 2001 Adam Sandler movies, but I'm pretty sure most, like, reasonably intelligent people realize, like, oh, just calling someone gay isn't funny anymore. So, to me, I'm like, uh, maybe I'm too, <laughs> maybe I take things too seriously, but I'm just like... I don't know. I don't know. Is he gay? Like, what, why are we saying he's gay? Do you think he's gay? <laughs> okay, great. So, you're on strike two. Uh, no, <laughs> I agree with you, Mitch. I agree. I'm i a huge proponent of the hashtag not gay Corey, um, the not gay Corey uh, hashtag, and I have put out many a tweet with hashtag not gay Corey. Now, <laughs> for two reasons. Number one, we mean it as a joke. And yes, I get what you're saying. Then we're saying that being gay is the punchline of the joke. That's not what the punchline of the joke for me is. The reason I feel like we started Not Gay Corey was because the first second the feeds came on, he ran to the camera and literally, this is the first thing he does to the camera. And he's like, Mom, Dad, I just want you to know I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Mom, dad, no matter what, I'm not. That was his whole monologue. So that's why I thought it was funny to use hashtag not gay Corey and then show, you know, when he watches Frank shower naked. Because that's what all straight guys do. Or True. when. Like, there is some peculiar stuff going on, I will admit. <laughs> and he tells stories and he's like, hey guys, you know where I live? I live in the gayborhood. And we're like, what? And he's like, well, I live where all the gays live. Okay. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. I just think it's hysterical that he's like, Mom, Dad, I'm not gay. I promise. I just <laughs> find it funny. We have to make fun of everybody. But I see what you're saying. And i that's where I think a lot of things go down to intention. I think if it is, you know, some straight person being like, he's buying it, then that's bad. And I don't know why I would say that a Southern person has to do that. Anybody can be, no, whatever. We're getting way too serious on this show. So, so let's, let's switch it up. Now okay. I'm going to, I'm going to explain this one to you, Mitch. I got another picture for you. This was a very riveting moment and why we don't get to see a lot of strategy on the feeds because we have a lot more important stuff happening like this picture, which is Bridget pinching Frank's nose and plucking the nose hairs out with a tweezer. That was a very riveting live feed moment and something that you might not see on Big Brother Canada. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, I don't watch these live feeds, but as a fan, and I feel like the feeds are for super fans, and most super fans want to see the, the strategy that's going on, the actual talks. Of course, it's nice to see some of the real stuff, but I mean, how long can you really sit and watch someone pluck somebody's nose and be interested in that? Um, I want to see the goods. I want to see anytime someone's talking, I want the camera to switch over to a talk that is remotely related to the game, um, because that's the interesting stuff to me and often the stuff that they cut out of the show. Exactly, which is why people that watch the feeds are the usually the only ones that know what's going on. But you mm. know who also watches the feeds, Mitch? Who? Sickos. <laughs> people that are into nose plucking is that what you're getting at no that are into live softcore porn like this picture which also happened you picked a great week mitch also <laughs> on the feeds this week allegedly there was um 
moaning and hand movements under the covers between Nicole and Corey. <laughs> so they might have got it on a little bit, allegedly, on the feeds, and people got to watch it this week. And then uh, Corey was bragging about it to everybody. It didn't really make uh, the show, but I thought it was interesting, and we should let everyone know. Apparently, <laughs> he is hashtag straight Corey. Well, now that's, yeah, now you have like a, a list where now there should be a hashtag straight Corey. <laughs> or he could be hashtag by curious Corey. Oh, true. You know what? Yes. We should acknowledge that bi people also exist in it. We don't live in a binary society. No, we don't. There's a full spectrum. Like, I am fine if not gay Corey meets me in a not gay alley and we do not gay stuff. I'm totally fine with that whole entire situation, however he wants to spin it. Or with Nicole, you know, whatever. Whatever Corey wants to do. Now, you know, actually, so let me just say this. Let me run down our little list here. So we have Paulius HOH. He nominated, which I forgot to say, Natalie and Tiffany this week. Tiffany ended up winning the roadkill, which we uh, saw. She nominated Corey. And then Corey won POV. He ends up putting up Devon. Now, do you think that that was a smart move on Corey's uh, end by putting up Devon? I mean, I'm sorry, Tiffany putting up Devon as the nomination now. So... Heading into finale, and finale night. Heading into <laughs> elimination night, uh, we have Tiffany, Devon, and Natalie all sitting on the block. But Tiffany, as one of the people sitting on the block, got to pick anybody in that house to sit next to her. She picks now Devon. Do you think that was a smart move? I think I can see where she began with that thought, and obviously, when you're in the house, a lot of emotions just come into play, and they had had a bit of a blowout, and she probably was like, okay, now this girl's definitely always going to be gunning after me, so I know she's kind of a target in the house, um, but I, I feel like maybe she didn't uh, think through everything fully, and I think that is the difference between her and her sister Vanessa, not to compare them, but I think that Vanessa always had like a full scope on the dynamics of like how every different choice would implicate her game, whereas I, it feels like Tiffany didn't necessarily run through all the scenarios that were possible. Um, whether or not it was her best move, like we'll never actually know, but I think she could have thought a little more about how to position herself, not been... I know like Davon wasn't being the easiest person to her or like necessarily like the greatest supporter of Tiffany, but you just gotta suck it up sometimes and like giving people sass and giving people lip is the last thing you wanna do. Uh, and you need to make sure that all your ducks are lined up. And I think she was overconfident in being able to get a day out. And as a result, didn't think of every other option and the different votes that might line up. Just because she knew, you know, Frank wants day out. Okay, if I put day out, then I already have Frank and I have Bridget. Bam, that's two votes automatically. But I think she maybe should have thought a little further down the line, like who could have sat beside her that the rest of the house might have flipped on. I'm surprised she didn't put a guy up. I really thought she would have went with, like, a Corey. I will, I mean, she did originally put up Corey. I was yeah. glad that she put up Corey. But, I mean, like, a Paul. Um, yeah. I know it was hard because, you know, this whole team twist and keeping people safe is ridiculous. But, spoiler Yeah, I really just like that aspect of the team twist in terms of, like, the other people being safe. I never really liked that because then your pool to renominate. I mean... That's something I didn't even really consider for Tiffany's nomination. Like, her pool was much smaller then, and I don't even remember right now who she even was eligible to nominate. But, 
Well, I have it right here, Mitch. I will tell you. Here's who okay. she couldn't nominate. So Frank's team won. She couldn't nominate right. Michelle, um, Frank, or Bridget. Obviously, they all wanted Frank, which that was the yeah. plan going into this week. So she couldn't nominate any of those people. The people she had to pick from was Devon, Zakia, um, Paul, Natalie, or uh, James, and Nicole. So I get her not picking one of the vets. I really thought she would have picked Paul. I just feel like the girls could have bonded together and she could have made a case for Paul um, yeah. to go. But apparently, I agree, not. yeah. I think, uh, yeah. You know, it's hard, though. When you're in that house, you don't always have a full scope of what's going on. And it does come down to, like, your gut feeling a lot of times who you know won't put you up. You're not going to put them up on the block. You don't want to, like, damage those relationships. And I think in a lot of ways, she might have just been like, okay, Day and I have some blood now, and so I may as well put her up. And obviously, already having a few guaranteed votes for Day um, made it probably Exactly. Enticing. And now, what you were just saying, again, was one of the shocking things for me, and I wonder what your thoughts are behind it. Devon was the one who basically figured out this week there's got to be somebody coming back into this house. There's got to be a buyback. So when we see those goodbye messages where <laughs> Devon is literally basically like, ha, 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 yeah, exactly. like, I'm like kid. <laughs> it's like, now I have, I think two things. I think either number one, she also said nice stuff, maybe, and then obviously she said that, um, you know, production, they're making storylines. They need a compelling storyline. So they're going to put that in there in hopes that Tiffany is the one who's going to win this battle back and get back in the house. And that would be right. a great arc of a storyline to have. But, I mean... Yeah. I, I would say that it, it's, it's interesting. I feel like Davon could be a really good player. I don't think she is. And that's like a perfect example where... That is even something that I remember in the house being aware of, saying goodbye messages, and I was like, you know, you never really know if somebody's going to come back, and I wasn't aware that somebody would, but I recall in my season, the person when I was like voting out Kelsey, I had a moment where I was like, I could just reveal everything, and that would be so satisfying for a viewer to see somebody find out on the outside, like I was a big part of this person leaving, but you have to be aware that somebody can come back, and that everything you say can come back and buy you. It may be, dimin I think Devon has a, a thirst for like the theatrics as well, which can make an amazing TV show. Like she is an amazing character, but it really hinders her game. And she said, you know, uh, we saw a lot on the feed. She has said, I'm here to play this time, like good or bad. I'm not flying under the radar. I'm going to make waves. I'm going to play. I'm going to play hard now. And I agree with you. I think she played way too hard, way too fast. And I don't think she's been making great moves, but I love same thing. Like, I love Devon. The reason I get frustrated mm -hmm. with it is, like, I want you to stay in. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, stop playing it so hard. Well, uh, she was fine. As we all know, Tiffany went out uh, unanimously, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, she went out. Julie tells her about the battle back. Now, I'm going to say this for everybody watching. I have some pictures of the battle back, and I have some uh, twist things that Julie has said. So uh, if you guys consider that spoilers, you're not going to want to listen or watch this part. But I'm telling you, we don't know who won, who's HOH, none of that. So I don't think the spoilers are bad. But first, before I get to that, I have to say, 
the biggest outrage, Mitch, and there's hundreds of people in the chat room right now. There was thousands of people this week that were outraged watching Big Brother. And I think you might know why. It is because Paul was given the hashtag Muffin Man this oh, week, I Mitch. Saw that. <laughs> and as everybody knows, there is only Who's one Mitch Muffin. Muffin. <laughs> okay, Mitch? Do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> no, the Muffin Man. <laughs> exactly. And I hope that was a Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> it I didn't Snapchat it. I think I was in shock. I was like, uh, how am I supposed to feel about this right now? America's population is like 10 times bigger than our tiny little country, Canada, and now my title has been stolen. The only thing I have. <laughs> oh, I do not think it has been stolen, Mitch. All I saw Twitter saying that night was, Mitch is the Muffin Man, Mitch Muffin, Mitch, 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 it's Mitch. Oh, well, that makes me feel much better. Yeah, I was like, well, I didn't ever actually make any muffins, so he can be, like, the muffin man, but I, I am the muffin. Exactly. So. <laughs> this is what we're saying, Mitch. You don't have to convince us. Now, I know you can't see. I'm going to try and describe it, and this is great for the people that listen to the audio-only versions of our shows, too. So, here is an exclusive first look at tonight's Battle Back competition... It's or the first competition. It's it's the log challenge. It's where they had to like walk over the logs and and get the balls, and we know that it is going to be Glenn versus Josea or Jose as the first two competitors. Now, this reveals a lot to us. Number one, they're playing one against one in what seems to be the order that they were evicted from the house. Also, a lot of people are speculating that this was all filmed since the feeds have been down after the show ended last night. I honestly don't think so for two reasons. Number one, and I know, again, you can't see the picture, the entrance for where they come in with the Battle of the Block and it's like all this smoke is nowhere near the kitchen doors. It's its own complete uh, entrance and set up. And normally on other seasons, anytime a competition is over, they have the backyard back the next day. They have not been having this backyard back at all this season. I have a feeling these competitions were done in real time. That's why the backyard was closed down so long, and it's been whoever was evicted uh, first fights the person who was just evicted. Whoever wins, then you're going to battle the next evicted person and go on. That's kind of my theory. I think it lends well for Vanessa coming back in tonight. That being said... Tiffany? I mean Tiffany. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh, God, I do it all the time. Who would you, though, Mitch, like to see come back in tonight? If you could pick... Now that's... Um, I'd say a thousand percent Tiffany or Josea. <laughs> like for a pure entertainment factor and likability factor in terms of me enjoying the show, one of those two has to get back on. It will be so good. 
Um, Tiffany, I think, obviously has, is a, a better player, but also Josea is just like so delusional that it makes me laugh so hard. And I think he could, if he can slip through and just be a character, like it will, it will make me happy as a viewer. <laughs> I'm gonna have to um, send you these photos because these clips uh, are from an exclusive sneak peek. But don't you worry, uh, Mitch. Oh, Josea is back in the DR with full rainbows full rainbows shooting out from behind him while he's calling himself the messiah so oh lord <laughs> you're definitely gonna get some good josiah does he make it all the way i don't think so i think they want tiffany back um i think it provides the best storyline but we don't know. Like, we we legitimately don't know. I could be wrong. Every single person could be doing this log competition. And then, the more times you do it, the better you're going to be at it. Sure. Yeah. So, true. we're all going to find out in 30 minutes, one way or another. <laughs> that's true, yeah. I don't, I bet, like, you, and even if they, even if for whatever reason it's, like, tilted in favor for Tiffany, like, I don't think that they will ever literally have a hand in it. So, if she loses, she loses. But, um, you never know. Correct. I think there's no way production can rig a competition for someone to win. It's not possible. It always does annoy me when people are like, oh, that was rigged for them. The thing was at a 15 degree angle. No, no. Yeah, I don't really believe that either. I don't believe that either. Now, can they do a competition like if you and I were battling each other and they wanted you to stay in the house, they could do, hey, let's have a periodic table of elements competition. (laughs) And I'd be like, oh, you win, Mitch. So I think they do stuff like that. I think they can gear it towards things that will benefit people. But no, you can't control uh, any aspect to um, what people are going to do in the house. So uh, one of the questions, Mitch, we have a million questions for you and basically 20 minutes to try and get through them. So I'm going to pick the ones that I see being asked the most for you. Um, All right. First up, uh, how do you feel about the returning players, Nicole, Frank, um, Devon, and James, uh, are you a fan of this returning player twist? Let's start there. Not really. Like, I mean, it's it's worked out okay. I think they have brought a different dynamic to the game, but almost like it ends up being too predictable. Like that, they're all still there. I feel like I kind of expected that to be the case in in where the show almost like not as explicitly protecting them. But when I when I found out the cast release and this twist, I wasn't that happy. Um, and would much, much prefer just, like, a straight-up new cast season or a straight-up returning cast season. Um, I think it is it is an unfair advantage to them, e- even just the fact that, like, they're going to stick together at the beginning, and all the newbies are not going to stick together. So I think it was kind of in favor of them going in as four people. Um, but as characters, like, I really love Devon as a character, obviously. I'm frustrated like you were that... There's moments when I'm like, ah, oh, you. She has such potential to be such a good player. Like she's she's really really intuitive. She can read people so well, and she has that skill. But then she doesn't always like capitalize on it. And obviously, she can't always contain the way she's feeling. Um, and that's one of her bigger downfalls. Nicole, like, to be honest, when I first saw the returners, though, I was a little bit like, what? Like these are the people you're choosing? Maybe like because they're certainly not necessarily like all stars in my mind and I, I don't want to like slight any of them I think like the game it's hard to know how good people will play in multiple games and so I'm sure they all could be great players but 
I don't know. I wasn't overly excited for any of them except for Davon because I knew she was such a character. Nicole, I think, is an average player as well. Um, and not that interesting to me. James the same and Frank the same. I don't know. I feel bad saying that. Like, I don't want them to like, no, cause, this be like, I mean, I'm not being mean to them. I just more mean, like, I no, was shocked. It's not, it's not, I, I don't, I don't think you're being mean and I don't think it's a secret. Um, they're holding all-stars for an all-star season is my guess. And these are people that they could have come back now and that aren't necessarily going to be on an all-star season, but they are people that America, for whatever reason, loved. So let's give them another chance in this uh, way. So I think that's what's happening this season. I agree with you. Team Twist, keeping teams safe, completely the worst on a strategy level. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, yeah. Allison uh, at XOXO Feedsters on Twitter wants to know if you had to pick somebody to go far right now, who do you think has the ability to go far in this game right now? I suddenly feel like Paul is actually like getting in a better and better position. Um, obviously, he was in a really tough position in those beginning days, but oftentimes when that happens, like he lost his team members left, right, and center, and now he's that solo remaining player. And it happens all the time in Big Brother and Survivor, where that person then becomes the extra vote. And I think he's done a good enough job, or so it seems, reassimilating back into the group. It's not like he's ostracized in the way that Tiffany was, for example. So he is social enough to keep up with everyone. It seems like he's off most people's radars. He's just that person that everyone's like, oh yeah, like he's not in the alliance, but they're not realizing he's going to be used by everyone at some point. And so I think he actually has potential um, to win. I'm trying to, I'm looking at everyone else. That's why I keep staying over here to make sure I remember everyone. But um, I, I think also, I feel like someone like Natalie has a really good chance. I feel like I want her to, we're still in the first half of the game, so she could come out strong. I don't think she's been a really strong player yet, but I don't think you need to be in the first half. And she has James as a shield, and uh, there are other showmances in the house. So, and like in Davon's world, their their showmance is kind of like lower on the pecking order. Um, so I think Natalie, if she can pull it out in the end with some solid strategy, has like a really good chance. And I actually really like Natalie as well. This is where it's good that you can't see my face. So <laughs> are these I, like the two people that you hate? <laughs> no, no, I don't hate Natalie, but like you're using the word strategy and Natalie in a sentence. <laughs> if the strategy is like, oh my god, are you gonna have like pizza or dinner tonight, guys? But then I can totally feed you pizza, and I'm gonna James, I'm gonna cook you food, Jan. Like awesome. <laughs> Like, I guess you're right. Like I don't feel I haven't seen very much strategy from Natalie, but part of me hopes that she's just like containing herself until the time. I feel like it is an it's a smart strategy to really lay low and just be friendly in the first half of this game and then pull it out. But most of the times people are who they are and like if she is this way now, unless she's like a, a really amazing mental player, she probably won't be the same down the road. So I would love it. There's nothing I would love more. I think Natalie is, like you said, a super sweet and nice person. I don't think she has the ability to strategize. I think all of her strategy comes from James. And personally, I think James's strategy is, hey, when you're giving your HOH speech, please make us seem like a couple. I really <laughs> want us to be on Amazing Race together. You're my only so chance. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I do agree with that. And I don't mean to like inflate Natalie's strategy. And I, I don't want to feed, so I don't always see like 
right. the maybe uh, types of conversations that she has. I just kind of like build an image of her in my mind and like her as a person. Um, um, I'm going to need you to put some chemicals on that image <laughs> and destroy it. Okay, <laughs> done. But if she comes around... If she comes around, I will eat my hat and I will apologize. <laughs> so, uh, but no. Because, like, who do you think? Who do you think is, like, being the best positioned right now and, and the best strategist in this game? The best strategist in this game at the moment, I'm going to say, is probably... Uh, oh god. Well, uh, basically, Devon, even though she's doing it poorly, she's the only one who understands the showmances need to go out. But is she, is she going about her strategy the best way? No. But I think she, um, she has a pulse on everything that's happening in the game. Yeah. She is aware of everything that's happening in the game. She was smart enough to, know when to lay low, uh, when to... I don't know. I, really nobody. I agree. I agree that, like, Devon... That's why I always say, like, she's such potential to be a great player. But in the same way that, like, she's such a different player than Vanessa, but in the same way that they just, like, guns blazing from day one, if you can do it, it's amazing if you can make it all the way to the end. But she's obviously, like, everyone's very aware of Devon, I think, and that's going to be potentially her downfall. But if she makes it all the way playing this style of game, like, good for her. I mean, I would bet on any of the four returning players or the two siblings. I mean, obviously, that has a kink in that armor right now. Uh, but I would bet on any of those people going all the way. There are fail-safes built in for them to go all the way. Um, you know, some of the other things that we know at this moment, which I guess the first is a speculation. Julie did say last night this is the first battle back. So I think the speculation is there will be more uh, when jury starts. There has to be. There's not enough weeks and evictions. We need more people now. We also have a spoiler from um, uh, Julie's interview with Jeff that just came out about an hour or so ago. Julie has let us know that now, starting on Thursday nights, fans will be able to interact with each other and impact the game. <laughs> Do, okay. <laughs> do you want the house to have peanuts and popcorn or liver and sauerkraut? Impact the game. <laughs> so true. I, I really just like that part of the American game when it's like, oh, wow, what an impact you can have on it. <laughs> it sounds so exciting to vote for their food. <laughs> I would love it if we got a vote each week. I would honestly love if America got a vote each week. I don't think. Yeah, would... that would be really cool. I don't think it would be enough. We don't know. Julie is apparently going to fill us in on uh, the rest of that, um, I guess, tonight. I guess soon we're going to find out what the rest of that is. Um, question, we're getting this a lot, and it's from Rafe, wants to know, uh, seeing your Snapchat, seeing that you're hanging out with people, um, is are you still hanging out, though, with everybody from your Big Brother Canada forecast? Um, I mean, I'm definitely friendly with everybody. I'd say the hardest part is just the geographical separation. So right. we all live in very, very different parts of the country. Canada is a massive country. And so recently I was traveling and got to see a couple of them, but everyone is honestly every which way. I'd be happy to see. I think I'm trying to, I'm like, is there anyone from my cast I wouldn't want to see? I don't think there is. And not to mention like Nikki and Tim live in different countries as well. Um, so yeah, from my perspective, I'm sure there's like some unsettled dramas between 
other people that I'm not fully aware of or that will never heal from the game. But uh, for me, yeah, I'm happy to see anyone. You know, we missed you because you were being fancy mega YouTube star. So you were at VidCon when the rest of us were in New York City at the Big Brother premiere party. Yeah, I really wanted to come to that. I was like bummed. I mean, I had to go to VidCon because that's like my job. But um, I was very, it was very bittersweet to know that that was going on at the same time. Was it fun? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't really reveal a lot of stuff, but I'll just say, ooh, me, Cassandra, and Nikki on the streets of New York City. (laughs) Oh, that would have been so fun. Next time I'll be the fourth wheel. Okay, be the fourth wheel. Be the fourth wheel. And then everybody went to Frankie's house to hang out. Really? Oh, was Ariana there? (laughs) Sure, everybody wished it. Um... (laughs) Okay, uh, everyone is super excited about VidCon. Uh, people want to know what is. Oh my God, it's like we're almost running out of time. What is going on next uh, with you, Mitch? I know we talked about the last time you were here. I mean, not that it was new, but your book, which the link will be below. Uh, you guys have started up back on your videos. So, I mean, not started back up. They were always going when you weren't in the house. But is there anything um, exciting or new coming up for ASAP? science nothing like uh super exciting in the immediate future uh we've just been like adding a couple of new team members to our team which is very exciting to us um and have some stuff planned that should start happening in the fall i think so like some new series and stuff and experimenting with some new stuff that should be cool we'll see you guys can let us know um but yeah so stay tuned for that i don't want to overhype anything right now my least favorite thing was people are like "Mm, there's something Big and works, like stay tuned, and then it sucks. Um, so just um, mediocre things to come. Stay tuned. <laughs> Gonna make that strike two and a half. Cut out exciting <laughs> special announcement at the end. Coming soon. No, I'm kidding. We don't have any special announcement. <laughs> you were the special. Actually, I do, but I'll tell you all. Brenchel will be on next week with Dora. Oh, um, that's fun. <laughs> A lot of a lot of people keep saying, "Can you, Sherry Blackberry? Can you please just take a moment? Can we all just take a moment to um, let Mitch know how adorable he is? Mitch, we love you. We love you. Your fans love you." Um, oh, that's so thank you. <laughs> I I also got a ton of this question, which I'm sure you've been asked before. But would you and Greg ever get married? No. I already know the answer. <laughs> Would you and Greg ever go on amazing race together? Um, maybe. I don't. There's things I'm maybe not allowed to talk about. But um, no, I actually, it's it's a show that neither of us really watch that much. Like I love Survivor and Big Brother. Greg likes Survivor a lot, but neither of us were ever that into Amazing Race. And just in terms of like time commitment obviously me leaving for big brother was like a massive time commitment but at least greg was still here but having both of us leave at the same time it, it would depend if it, if it could happen at the right moment we just love traveling so much and i think it would be very unsettling to travel but not be able to see things i think that would be the most stressful part for me is being like i want to actually see this country and i'm racing in a car that i don't know how to drive because i don't know how to drive stick um so it would just be stressful for me and i feel like we would just end up fighting and breaking up <laughs> I think that you could make it work. You would probably have to start by employing a lot of new staff members to carry the workload if you two were gone. (laughs) Sure, exactly. If we get there one day, then I think we'll consider it, yeah. (laughs) I would never do... So there's nothing that you would be afraid of doing, like you're fine with heights, with, like, 
eating gross stuff, you don't think there's any of that that you wouldn't be able to do? No, there's definitely stuff I wouldn't be able to, but I think I'd try most of it. But I mean, like, it I'd would... like to think I could eat gross things, but I'm sure I couldn't. Like, I, I'm sure I'd be bad at that, even though I'm like, yeah, I'd try it. <laughs> See, this is where you are better than me, Mitch. Uh, I think people that watch the show, and you know John, um, uh, John and I were asked to do Amazing Race, the social media uh, one that was just on, and I said, no way in hell. <laughs> oh, Greg, so that's what I was gonna say. Greg and I were actually asked to be on that as well. Oh, were you? <laughs> but yeah. So and because they were gonna accept us, even though we were Canadian. Right. I mean, not that we were like on it, but we were. Let's actually, just say like, allegedly on, to be safe. Alleged. Yeah, I know. That's I'm like I don't. I'm not talk about that. Um, but yeah, no, it just it didn't work out, and it's not really like something that we aspired to. And I knew I really wanted to be on Big Brother Canada, and I was like, I don't want this to affect. Right. My chances of being on the show I actually really, really love. <laughs> I would have got the terrified gay that America hates. Because I'd be like, I'm not jumping off of that. I won't do it. I'm not <laughs> eating it. I don't want it. And John and I would kill each other in two seconds. Um, uh, I see a lot of you guys asking questions related to Big Brother Canada. And I know that Mitch has answered them all already uh, on our previous show. So check that out uh, on our Big Brother Canada uh, section. Okay. Who, if you had to pick, now not who do you think can go far in the game, who do you want to pick as your as the winner of Big Brother 18? Okay, clarify, like who I think will win or who I want Oh no, to who win. do you think will win? Ugh, it's such a weird moment when I'm like, I don't want to pick someone that I don't want to win. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like manifesting it. I will let um, you also pick who you wish would win. Okay. Who do you think will win? Ugh, I have this annoying feeling that like uh, Polly or Paul are going to win. I don't know why. Even though they're like threats and people will probably come after them, I don't know. I'm just looking at this picture and I'm like, I could see that. Or... Like you said, I feel like the vets have a decent chance. Frank and Day obviously are really have to fight to get there. If they make it there, they deserve it because they're going to go through a lot. Whereas Nicole and James like have a really good chance as well. I don't know. They're both in showmances, and showmances are really powerful. And there's three showmances, and those showmances might just bind together. So ugh, I hate this game. I hate guessing. I, <laughs> I okay, like well, I'm going to make you nail down even more specific in one second, because first I want to say... Uh, you need to get on the Paul train. I know that you can't watch the feeds a lot. Paul is feeds gold. Really? Okay. I kind of, I have a feeling that I might like Paul. Oh, you um, would. And especially now that, well, wait, now I'm getting confused. Paul Lee. No, Paul. Cody's Paul brother. is beard. Right. Yeah. Okay. I actually like Paul more than Paulie. And I feel like he is actually a decent player. He's a little bit obnoxious in the DR. And maybe that's what like taints my opinion of him. But I've heard that he's awesome on the feeds. And I think, like, he actually is a pretty smart guy. He is very smart. He's great on the feeds. He's a little bit of a, quote, rat, but I love that. In other words, he knows how to play both sides. What I love the most about him is on the feeds all the time, he interjects the one-liners that makes everyone laugh. So, like, for example, <laughs> Frank was like, I played this game for 70 days already, Paul. And Paul was like, four years ago, never cared. He just like interjects like never cared four years ago, never watched. Or he'll be like pissed, 
like people are fighting he'll walk the room he'll be like pissed pissed and just, like he just throws out the little uh one-liners and zingers that's why i love paul okay another huge question uh, everyone wants to know if you were in the house right now mitch a who would you align with and then b who would you um be targeting so who would you want to align with in this house with this cast and who would you be targeting if you were hoh Okay, I think target conversation is, like, aligning is so much related to who you actually get along with. I think that's not something the show necessarily gets across. And when you watch it, you think, like, oh, just work with that person. Like, why don't you? But, like, trust is such a weird thing where you can feel it and you know if someone's looking at you weird or not really being honest with you. And so alliances, you know, even in my season, it, it's just something you can't really know. I can talk about maybe who I think I'd get along with. Um, and that's what it comes down to, like, who can you get along with Right. until until it gets down to the wire. Um, in terms of threats also, like, I'm a fan of, like, thinking of the dynamics. I love the idea of keeping the big threats in because I'm like, well, I'll just swoop in at the end and beat them because I'm better than them, um, even though that's probably not true. Uh, but I believe, like, even if they are your threats, like, Frank being a big competition and Devon, like, keep those people there. I love that idea of keeping all the people who are targeting each other in the house while you just kind of sit back and let that dynamic take over. Um so I think my targets would be the people who are in that same position as me. Maybe someone like Paul, who's now starting to sit pretty and playing that middle. You don't want multiple people playing the middle because that compromises your game if you're playing that same position. Um, or the people who no one else is going to get out. Maybe those should be your targets. Um, and then in terms of like who I'd get along with, I like to think I get along with like Jay and Zakia because they seem like fun. And I like Natalie as a person. I'm just trying to think like who... How about in terms of chocolate? What do you mean? <laughs> wasn't that your big oh. thing, like you had a chocolate? Yeah. Canada? No, no, I know that wasn't for alliances. I'll tell you, warning, Zakia's kind of a mean girl on the piece. Oh, no. Oh, dang. Okay, and yeah, that's the hard part to know when you don't get to watch the Right. Because even after watching my season back, I was like, there's so much that's not here that really gives you a full opinion of how people are. Um, and so, yeah, I, I almost feel like I shouldn't even be on your show because I don't know the whole um, story. <laughs> uh, so many people disagree. That's why I wanted to get the full uh, the full scope, kind of, and just touch on all of these parts. Everybody loves to hear what you have to say, Mitch. A lot of people, don't stab me, Cassandra, feel you were a mastermind of <laughs> Big Brother Canada. So I'm going to... Uh, wrap it all up with uh, which I'm sure is the most annoying question that you've been asked a million billion times <laughs> Mitch would you ever go back for an all star Big Brother Canada season I think my heart says yes I think it would be so hard to play an all star season because there's like pre-existing dynamics of friendships that already exist and I kind of like you know, I'm back in my own life and have my own thing. And I'm, I'm like friendly with everybody, but I know like some of these people are like really hardcore friends. So if they're in the house together, they're never going to like turn on each other. But the experience was very, very fun. Really awesome. I loved it. Not every second of it. Like sometimes it was, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Because it's like, there are times when you are bored AF. But um, I think I would. Assuming like ASAP Science could allow me to go again three months was a very very long time but i would love the chance to do it again but i just wish there was a chance to do it with a clean slate again like i think an all-stars would be just this dynamic that 
even though you're seeing stuff on TV, there's so many more behind the scenes things of people who like have known each other for five years. Um, and so that's where my reservations lie in terms of the game aspect. Well, I think you have to go back on and we will figure out a way that, I don't know, we you just have to figure out a way. We're, I, I, let's brainstorm for Mitch how he can uh, make this happen. Like maybe, I think I said this to, oh, I forget who the other day, but let's get them to let you go in with prosthetics so that you are, <laughs> exactly. they don't know who you, the, everyone, everyone plays in prosthetics and nobody knows be, who you actually are. That and we so cool. And when you get voted out, you have to rip your face off and show who you really were. <laughs> uh, hat, trademark, trademark. That's my idea. Trademark, hashtag trademark. Okay. That's so good. Mitch, we have to live stream the Battle Back show right here on you now right. in like less than 10 minutes. So we have to wrap this show up but and i'm an idiot everyone i should have scheduled this for after i feel horrible i know a million of you have questions for mitch but mitch you have almost a thousand people here uh what do you want to say to all of your fans uh that are tuning in to hear from you um i just i'm like how can i say something that's not like thanks for everything (laughs) that's not just so typical um no actually y'all are cool you're awesome Big Brother's awesome. Thanks for watching this. Thanks for watching the show. And I'm excited to keep watching it and talking about it. And hopefully you'll have me back and we can evaluate. Maybe I'll get the feeds and figure out how I can watch more of those so I can have an even more informed opinion. Um, but yeah, chat with me. Chat with me on Twitter. Let me know what's actually going down because I enjoy knowing these things. And I, it's harder coming from Canada to be in touch with what's going on in the feeds. So. Tell me about it. I will, um, I mean, I definitely will not send you any link to help you watch because that wouldn't (laughs) be something that we would ever condone. So I won't do that. Uh, Of course, you can follow Mitch on Twitter. Uh, The link is below. Uh, What's your, I'll put all of his social media links below, but uh, what's your Snapchat just in case anyone's listening? Uh, It's Pixel Mitch is my Snapchat. One word, all the and what else do you want to tell them? Uh, ASAP Science? Sure, yeah. Check out ASAP Science. My main handle is just Mitchell Moffat for everything else. Snapchat, I was dumb and did the same thing. Um, but yeah, just check out ASAP Science. I love science and I love people who spread science, so that means a lot to me if you watch those videos and share. And I would like to point out, I know that it's ASAP Science. I say that and people always go, how do you spell it? So that is why I now, every time I talk about your thing, I say ASAP Science. I'm just trying <laughs> no, to help. I'm bad. trying to help with the spelling of it for them. Um, <laughs> Mitch, we love you. We hope that you will come back. Everybody, I'm going to end this show right now and then I will be back on in less than 10 minutes uh, for Big Brother. Thank you so much, Mitch. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Just kidding, I love you.